They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Can I get a What's cracking? Welcome back to another episode. Just want to give a quick shout out to our newest patrons. As a patron, you get a shout out on the next recorded episode. So here I am. Make sure to check out the Patreon, www.patreon.com slash the one on one podcast. And we have Gabby. Thank you, Gabby. And we have Brian, Psychonaut. Thank you, Brian. Really appreciate you. Brian's a local. So shout out to Brian. And thank you so much for the support. Make sure to check out the Patreon exclusive episodes, early access, and a little bit of merch there. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you and enjoy the show. podcast with your host Juan Ayala prepare to have your mind blown hello motherfucker and welcome back to another episode of the one-on-one podcast what the fuck is up everybody make sure to check out the socials at the one-on-one podcast on all social media platforms check out the patreon patreon.com slash the one-on-one podcast and today I'm joined by Owen Hunt what's up bro how you doing man man I'm doing good man I'm happy to be hanging out with you (laughs) We just did a segment on your show. Make sure to check that out. Don't know when it's going to come out, but make sure to check it out. And what's up, man? Can you pl- on, on my show, I like to plug socials ahead of time. That way, you know, we don't lose anybody. And we'll do it again at the end. So if you want to share your uh, social media, Patreon, whatever you got going on for the listeners at home. Or All there. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. So I, uh, my internet handle is at Bootsy Greenwood all over the place. That's my stripper name. Um, you know, so if you guys are looking to have a little fun in the evenings, look me up. Uh, I have a show called Blue Collar Mystics, uh, Blue Collar Mystics everywhere, all over the place. Really, it's about a practical approach to the all the depths of all these crazy mystery schools and stuff and just trying to make it accessible for people. Uh, and bringing my friends in and all that. So um, you can find me at either at Bootsy Greenwood or at Blue Collar Mystics, really all over the place. So, And can you tell the listeners, my listeners, uh, that maybe have not heard about you, a little bit about your scope? We were, we were getting into that over there off air, and I wanted to save it for this because that was one of my questions. Tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about your podcast and you know how you started podcasting and, and where you are now, right? I'm going to do the same kind of thing to you, and then we can start talking this craziness after we're yeah. done with that. That's perfect. Well, yeah, we'll jump right into the craziness. Uh, uh, that's, the, that's the stuff, the, the, the sauce, you know, that's the good stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, my journey's like going on about 10 years now, you know, um, just started podcasting and 2013, uh, really kind of had like a, I would say like a, a wrecking ball to the face of a wake up call. I realized that I was stupid basically is what happened to me. I like, I, I found this documentary on YouTube called uh, what you've been missing. 
and, uh, and, and basically what they were saying was a lot of the things that you were talking about on our segment, the cave wall, right? Like the, 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 um, the whole, that whole allegory of the cave and how you, you see these shadowy figures on the cave wall and you think that's reality. And then you exit the cave and you're like, oh, holy shit. And then you come back into the cave. Of course, you try to wake everybody up, but they do not want to hear it. You know, if, if you are going to do it, you better make it funny. Uh, that's, that's the, or they'll kill you. So, um, so it's, it's, it's a really apt metaphor. And I think there are even layers to it, right? Like mm -hmm. it keeps happening over and over and over again. It's like another layer, another layer, another layer. But, um, but realizing that, that I didn't have the world figured out, I thought I had my paradigm for reality was fine. And then just sledgehammer to my reality. Um, I realized a lot of the things that I had learned in college and took for granted as true about the world that we live in were nowhere near close to common sense, rationality, or critical thinking. Um, so I had uh, a pretty deep dive into the pool, went down a lot of rabbit holes, uh, and basically felt really isolated for a couple of years. Um, always was looking for like a purpose, a reason for being, and tried a lot of different things out throughout my life. Um, you know, creatively as careers, just always looking for that sense of fulfillment and meaning. Uh, and, uh, and so I just desperately looking for that along with being sideswiped by <laughs> and completely subverted, uh, by, by reality itself. And, and that made me start really digging deep and asking a lot of questions. So I spent a lot of time because I got into such a depressed state uh, researching self-help, self-development, new thought from early 1900s, transcendentalism, uh, all kinds of books, the Kabbalion, all the natural law stuff, like anything I could find that was positive thinking uh, kind of material, I would just brainwash myself. And that's what I called it. It was like, I'm brainwashing myself. I'm listening to positive things. And ultimately it was good. And it led me down uh, a lot of trails of self-development and learning about psychology and how the human brain works and learning more about, um, you know, spirituality and different, um, methodologies regarding religion and, and, and all, and all these things and, and how they all cross over. And, uh, and then I discovered this one really cool esoteric book that really did, uh, change my life. And I would say that, uh, there's been many that have changed my life, to be honest. Uh, self-reliance by Ralph Waldo Emerson is one. It's a short essay. Couldn't recommend it enough but one that's like a very dense and long book. It's written by a Russian author called Reality Transurfing that I found. And I found it to be so insightful and such a great blend of ideas from so many different, you know, schools of thought wrapped up into one. It was like, it, like in the Big Lebowski sense, it really tied the room together for me. And, uh, and so it was like a spiritual individualistic kind of exploration. And, um, and he, he talks a lot about finding your goal in that book. Uh, I looked into a lot of different information regarding purpose, like the Ikigai ancient model of uh, reason for being and, and those types of things. And ultimately found an exercise by Steve Pavlina, who was a former self-help, I guess, teacher for years, uh, years ago that really helped me to understand the idea of purpose, contextualize it better. Uh, so that all those things that I tried spinning my wheels, like ego identifying as roles in society have nothing to do with your true purpose, mm -hmm. understanding a little bit more about that and what that is, I think leads to a much more rewarding, fulfilling life. You have a reason for being, even when on the shitty days, when it's trudging through the muck, you still have that core reason why to move forward and keep going. And uh, for me, that's to bring joy to other people. I love to teach and I love to do, I do comedy as well and I coach. And so, um, you know, just really working with people uh, and uh, trying to light this world up as much as possible uh, is my main goal. Help as many people as possible who are on the path or provide them resources that can be useful. Um, I'm just a nerd. I, I've, I've always wondered what makes us tick and, uh, and I'm a goofball too. So, you know, what I think, uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm pretty 
okay at is bringing some of these heavier, weightier truths together in a little bit more of a practical way and also with some levity. So it's not so overbearing and intense. You know, you were even talking before on my show about how seriously people can take this game. It truly has to, we have to come at it with a game uh, system approach because it, it, it that's so much better. Like there's an emotional game that is being played by between you and the universe. And that is a very real thing. And I think what I've seen as a catalyst for many people's transformation is finding that and resting into it. So on the surface, bubbling with uncertainty, all this stuff is happening in reality and our core desires to be able to control this shit and we can't. <laughs> but when we step back and we start to uh, take a little bit of emotional inventory, and I would say this is where God's mercy comes in, frankly, like, so we, we manifest everything that we think about positively over time. It just, it's like this natural thing. I don't think manifestation is this like technique, you know, it's, it's so much larger than that. But I think the negative stuff, it, you gotta be determined to make that stuff happen. I think there's grace there, but like there's a natural process. When I think about something, I get a visual image in my head. It makes me feel a certain way. It pulls me in its direction. And that's manifestation. That's co-creation with the universe. Um, I think there's a prompt. I think there's a bit of a a bit of a path laid out for us, and we can either choose to accept that path or not. Right? Like we have the option. But I really believe that, and it doesn't have to be so such a big deal. Like my purpose, my my destiny from the archangels that have, you know, it doesn't have to be all dramatic. It doesn't have to be a one man show. Okay. <laughs> but like we can fucking literally hone down on who we are and, and foster our connection and attachment to the all the greater everything that is. And then I think at that point that really opens us up to be ourselves and offer the thing that we, we can, that we are here to, to, to give. And I think that can come through in many containers, right? Like different roles. Like I could be on stage telling a joke and talking about my butthole and I can bring people joy. I can be on YouTube and talking about, you know, this conflict over here and bring people joy even through that as I'm teaching or talking about this. So it's, it's, for me, it's kind of an essence that comes through. And, you know, a lot of my clients have completely different statements, you know, it's like, there's no rule, but you know, it's what works for us. And, and also, you know, if it's something where this is the cop out, like the beautiful little trick hack that I like to uh, lay in there too, is like, if you don't believe there's a reason for anything that you, get, you can just make it up, you create it yourself. So, you know, either way it's win-win depending on if you want to make it this like intimate, like special thing, or if you want to make it a little bit more, you know, logical and rational. That's what I did like about that, like Russian book that kind of tied, tied the room together as it was really presented and uh, metaphysical, all these metaphysical ideas and principles in a much more scientific, uh, sort of format. Yeah. And you don't have to answer this or you can, if you want, did you use, right. You're talking about all these different books that you're trying to find yourself with, right. And, and doing this research, right. That's what Gnosis is your sacred knowledge in order to, to help you transcend to that next level that higher consciousness did you follow any religion did you find any any because a lot of people the first thing that they do is they go to a religion in order to find some sort of fulfillment right answers to these questions that they have and to quote carl Jung, he says until you make the unconscious conscious it will direct your life and you will call it fate uh, which is also very important did you look into any religion that you resonated with you know christianity or, or catholicism being the two biggest you know obviously you have uh, Islam and all these. Did you find any religion that resonated with you or are you just, you know, on the same boat as me, just the universe is God, you know? Well, that's how I really view it now. But when I grew up like you in Pentecostal uh, sort of church and non-denominational like Kenneth Copeland, like the those types of preachers, the pr prosperity preachers, uh, kind, of, kind of people, Benny Hinn and all those you know, ragamuffins. <laughs> uh, and so I grew up in, in that sort of an environment. So I got to see what, what's interesting about my uh, progression, I would say, and um, is, is that 
I got introduced to a lot of this mystical stuff in the church at, yeah. under Pentecostal, you know, religion is, you know, lay, laying on of hands and speaking in tongues. And, and I witnessed fucking miracles. And I was like, what the hell, man, that's crazy. And so I couldn't shut that out. Right. And so when I really had my first realized that I was dumb, I realized I was stupid. Uh, and I started reading like objectivism and, and trying to become more scientific and logical and reading like Ayn Rand and a lot of different philosophies, tactile stuff, materialist stuff. And then I really launched into that BS, that belief system, as Robert Anton Wilson would call them BSs, but like that particular way of viewing the world, that filter, you know? And uh, it was, I could make sense of most things, but there were still so many things that you, I couldn't justify, right? So I knew there was some sort of mystical element, some sort of component, but I was just emotionally crushed you know, from the realization that I was so incredibly duped, you know, <laughs> it's embarrassing, man. Nobody yeah. wants to feel like they're wrong about something and let alone their entire interpretation of reality. So, you know, it was, it was, it, it hurt, but, um, I started, you know, once I started digging out of that and looking into the self-help, I mean, literally all kinds of different religions, Buddhism, uh, and anything I could find, I really love the Sufis, jive with the Sufi stuff, a tremendous amount. Um, but Robert Anton Wilson, also, I would add Prometheus Rising to the list of books that absolutely changed my life. He's one of the smartest people ever on the history of the face of the planet. I love the way that he views the world and the way that the models that he uses. Uh, to interpret it and just understanding reality as a model. Alan Watts and all these great thinkers, Leo Buscalia, uh, Maxwell Maltz, who was Salvador Dali's coach. Manly like P. Hall. Daddy oh, Manly, Manly P. Hall. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the kind of stuff that like, that's the bread and butter, you know, and the, the kind of uh, path I've been on for, yeah, just a few years now at this point, you know, implementing and learning about that stuff. Um, like uh, the, the different, elements of of our makeup our psychology and learning about trauma how to you know how to address that and um, really just creating a bit of my own map which is a synthesis of many models of course uh, to kind of help guide the way for folks you know because as Alan Watts and these guys have said the menu's not the meal the map's not the territory you know we can unpack all this stuff when we understand that there is no absolute and then at that point everything's on the table and uh, we can interpret it in many many ways so i'm a big advocate of sovereignty of course and self-ownership and uh, and, uh, and and voluntary interaction i think that's all really important stuff and that's also just a big part of acknowledging that and it's like okay cool let's fucking squeeze all the toothpaste out let's just pack all, let's unpack this sex you know filled sex toys whatever i don't know why that comes to mind uh i've I'm, I've, I've, I've clearly got some uh <laughs> some, some repressed emotions coming out on the one-on-one podcast it's all, it's all good brother and you mentioned earlier right with this journey and and finding that in that inwardness right to look to look with that's what the ancients were about right there were they understood that if you understood the human right the microcosm the same thing that happens within us happens in the macrocosm so that's why they were all these uh, i believe that's why there were all these spiritualists and all these things because they were trying to understand human consciousness right what we are where we come from all these things and right with religion you mentioned at the very beginning right plato's cave for the Stoics, that's what they were all about. They were about waking up their brethren, right, and and bringing them to enlightenment. And to the Stoics, the Logos, right, the universe, the cosmos, was a very impersonal relationship. They had a very impersonal. They they regarded it as this thing that you couldn't control. It's just there. Things just happen. Don't get mad over the things that you can't control, which is a big thing that I've learned in my life. Don't stress out over the things that you can't control we're going to war right now you know don't stress you have no control over that to a certain degree right and this is why we're on this podcast talking about this stuff because this is my way of contributing to the movement of people to wake up from this bullshit to the christian the logos 
is a very personal relationship. That is God to them, right? The cosmos, everything is God to them. And, and they, un they understand that, you know, they have a relationship with it and they, and they look right. It's, it's, it's a very intimate relationship. You know, you're a Christian, you understand the whole concept. And you mentioned prayer. Prayer is actually one of the most sacred practices of magic that you can do. Now, the issue with that is that you, I, for one, when I prayed, I think I prayed the other night, actually. A lot of people don't know how to pray. Okay. And the reason I say that is because it's very, the way that some people pray is very selfish, right? God, please bless me with this. God, please help me with this. God, please give me this, right? All this, give me, give me. That's not what you're supposed to do, okay? You're supposed to just pray, you know, and meditate. That's what meditation is. That's what it's all about, about understanding yourself and finding yourself. But again, you have this self, the ego, right? The ego aspect of it all where people are super selfish. And there's, oh, give me this asking the world, the universe for things that potentially they're, not, they're either not ready for. Mm -hmm. And I 100% believe in the law of attraction. I've witnessed it myself. And what I tell people is not that I can just speak. I'm very careful with what I say, because when you're speaking, right, you're spelling, you're casting spells. So mm -hmm. when you're putting these things into the ether, they could potentially manifest. Now, you got to understand that you have to put in the legwork and you have to be able to align yourself at a frequency where these things are able to happen in, in this world. And I think that with everything going on since the beginning of time, I think a lot of ancient religions understood this. This is why the pagans worshipped the world. They worshipped nature. That's what they were about. Now, when it goes against, right, you mentioned all these heretical books that helped you because it's all heresy, right? And, and I'm looking at from a from a religious Christian point of view. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, I still have some, like it's been so many years that I was in it. I still have that in the back. Every time I bring something up heretical, I go, oh, God's going to strike me down. I'm fucking going to hell. But I think we are in hell already, I think, bro. I think this is, this is you know, this journey, right, where light beings having the human experience and the demiurge trapped us in this, this the, you know, the false veil that he put above our eyes. And again, through Gnosis, you're able to break out. And Gnosis is, again, asking those hard questions, find, figuring, at, figuring it out what it is for you. Like, for you, it was the self-help. We can help ourselves. You know what I mean? We were born to be able to help ourselves, but society and all these constructs that they've put in place it's to suppress the humanistic movement right they don't want you it's a brokered experience now in order to achieve divinity you have to go through us right the pope talks mm -hmm. to god every day the guy under him every other day and mm -hmm. as long as you do what you got to do right and remember he's always watching you so we might save you a seat if you're good enough okay and if you repent for your sins whatever we might save you a seat and you said something about I can't recall right now a, a map, right? You said where yeah. where you, the, the map starts to to change, and, and I, I'm paraphrasing. I completely forgot what you said, but I wrote down here when the map becomes the empire, and that's from John Baldriard, uh, Simulacra and Simulation, where we're living in this augmented reality, if you will, right? And one of the the one of the examples that he uses, right? Simulacra being money, right? We all worship money. At the end of the day, what is money? Something that the government said and put in place and gave it intrinsic value just because mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense. But people worship this stuff. People worship these politicians in power and they do all these things again through the conditioning, right? Through Plato's cave, they're watching those shadows on the wall and that to them is their reality. And he mentions about how with a lot of these things right now in the world, bro, social media being one of the main ones. When you have a reality TV show, there's a symbiotic relationship between the cameras and the people. Now, would the people still act the same way if the cameras weren't there? And do the cameras matter if the people weren't there? No, to both of those things, because the cameras depend on the people and the people depend on the cameras. So there's this, this parasitic relationship that we share with a lot of things, with money, right? If we didn't give money value, Money wouldn't have any value, but then we feel it as we wouldn't have value. Social media, right? Some people feel they don't have a big social media presence or whatever it is. Oh, you got more likes, you got more followers than I. I feel less and and belittled by you. Again, same thing, the symbiotic, parasitic relationship. And that's why it's so important, right, to talk about these things about 
alternatives because not everything that's presented to you is the is the 100% truth, right? I mean, we've both seen it. I, mm-hmm. I saw miracles too, right? In, 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 in the church, people speaking in tongues, all this shit, bro, it's all fucking magic. Now, how you interpret it and how you go about it is what changes, right? How, how you perceive things is how is what changes. It's all about per- perceiving things and perception. And I think when, right, going, <laughs> you said diving down these wormholes and how I mentioned earlier, I think it can be, it is a hard, uh, like a, a wake up call, right? And to know that you, but the most important thing is, to realize that there's more to this than, than what's given on. And, you know, not to bash anybody, but, but some people just, they live in their own. And, and I mean, we've seen it these last two years, right? Everybody's living their own reality mm-hmm. all at the same time. Yep. You know what I mean? And you know, exactly what I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to keep saying it to give it power, but for some people, it's everything for other people. They don't give a fuck and they just go about their lives. And that's, that's that. Right. But again, how you mentioned earlier, if you know you're in a game life, bro, life is a real life game of Dungeons and Dragons, you know, picking between good and evil, how the, the, the Jedi and the Sith, right? How you use the force, how you use the spear of destiny is it determines the outcome. You can either use it to cause harm or you can use it to heal people. And this is what I love about podcasting that I'm using words again, spreading somewhat positive message, right? <laughs> I think you're spreading a super positive. <laughs> Without, well, the problem is the reason I say kind of is because to some people, this shit is like, man, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? But why? Because I'm going against what you're, you know, I'm a heretic in your eye. I'm an exile in your eyes because I'm talking about things that you don't, bro, we're all thoughts in this world, right? And not like a horror thought, but like a thoughts, right? Ideas. <laughs> Plato, right? The, the, the theory of forms. What the fuck are thoughts? They just come to us, right? They're just like our our brain is this receiver. And bro, we fight over. I don't like the way you feel about that, Owen. I, I don't like the way you're thinking about that. The the lines on these borders, right? Russia trying to take over Ukraine. We fucking put those lines on the map, bro. We put those lines there. And everybody adheres to the rules because, again, because of the social constructs of of, of society and whatever the world. But if you really come to think about it, animals don't care about this shit. You know what I mean? That's why you see a, a lion eating a baby gazelle. That's not, that's not evil. It's not violent. That's nature, right? How to it say it? Yeah. It's they don't assign it any meaning. They just do what they're, they do. There's no meaning attached to it. It's completely neutral to them. And while where humans, we can value things and that's where distortions come in and distortions are what create turbulence in our reality. That's the emotional experience that we're having with the universe at all times we're communicating. It's like, you're talking about the law of attraction. And so understanding how those concepts work and how energy is actually at play, because the same energies are happening in nature, organizing that system that are happening within the human construct, but we are co-creating with those. So one way to think about those are egregores or pendulums. Mm-hmm. It's called in the transurfing book, the one that I referenced earlier is that, that's how he calls it. But anytime a group of more than one person gets together, there's an energy that really forms between that. And the more that it grows, the larger that energy grows and the larger that energy grows, the more adherence the pendulum gets. And then the more people give over their identities to this idea of groupthink, whatever this fucking tribe is over here, whatever, name it, doesn't matter. could be anything. And, uh, and ultimately lose who they are in this energetic structure. And so that's kind of what's happening in mass. And, uh, and, you know, the Bible talks about it as like principalities and powers of the air, same fucking thing, right? Like, uh, the Kabbalion talks about it in waves, same thing. It's a pendulum. It's like swinging up and down their energetic, like vibration waves, uh, that were, uh, either hypnotized by part of, right. And contributing to, and the more you contribute to it, the larger it becomes, the bigger it, and it doesn't matter if you're reacting positively or negatively to these things. We build them based on energy. It's like the nothing, you know, from the never ending story where, at, you know, they just keep building this thing. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it doesn't care. Like Trump's a great example of, of someone who knows how to leverage the power <laughs> of tension 
and momentum and use that. Because if we would have just laughed his ass off from the get-go and be like, Trump's trying to run for president, that's fucking hilarious. Then he would have never had a chance and not a snowball's chance in hell. But because people had such a backlash against him, he harnessed all that energy and then used it for his campaign. So that's why there's no such thing as bad press, you know, and why people don't fucking care. Like a lot of people, you know, they get canceled and they just get a bigger better opportunity on the backside. I mean, look at Louis CK or if, if if Spotify did kick Rogan off, you know, it would be the dumbest fucking thing they could ever do for their brand because 11 million people are watching that on Spotify and they will go somewhere else, anywhere else. It's it's like 17 or 19 million. I've heard it's it's even more now. Of course. See again, controversy, that controversy fuels attention, attention, positive or negative. Where attention goes, energy flows. So it doesn't matter what the flavor is. You know, that's why love and hate are not opposites. They're just energy, right? Like, and they're both blind. Like I was listening to uh, Jim Brewer actually today. Like he's had a beef, I guess, with David Cross. Uh, David Cross came out and his promo for his special was fucking talking about how people should die and shit who disagree with him. Just like you were talking about a second ago where you're like, you know, because I see the world differently or have a different opinion, you're going to fucking like exile me and like treat me like I'm trash. Like what the fuck? Hold you on, know? Give me one second. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> there you go, bro. I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta That's bad ass. No, thank you. That was right on point. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I think that's why we find ourselves. I think that's kind of where we find ourselves. I think people have, so they give over their self-worth and their identity to these energetic informational structures, these pendulums, right? Like we don't see it, but it's there. So that's, those might be the things that are behind the shadows. It's like another layer of the cave or whatever, but like people are actively being influenced and they're garnering their self-worth because they identify with a structure. And so, yeah, it's, 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 that's how it works. And that's why, um, you know, a lot of people just, they get, they get swept up in these things and not even realizing it, reacting to it and giving it their energy or their louche or whatever. And I think you could think of this as the archons too. I don't, you know, in his interpretation, he doesn't call it something evil. He just calls it like just the, the organizing structure of the universe. Any pendulum is potentially destructive, but not by nature is. So anything that you give too much attention to, that could be going to the gym or, you know, uh, a healthy habit. You know what I'm saying? Like fasting too much or whatever, you know, it could be anything taken to an extreme. It's out of balance. And so we have to manage our relationship with the energies in our life and decide kind of like, I like to think of, of the flower pot metaphor. It's like you got several different flower pots in front of you and how much water are you feeding each one of those uh, plants? Um, just kind of as a simple example. Um, and, and really taking responsibility and accountability for that because the, it's, not that, it's not that being aware is bad. Like it's not that know, knowing what's going on but is they bad. they dogmatize it though. And then we get swept up in it and start giving it our emotional energy and attention. And that just makes it all the more fucking powerful, you know, gives it tons more momentum and fuel for that fire. And, uh, and that's the thing where it's gotta be like, you acknowledge it, but then you just go, you just don't give it any of your energy or attention. So it's like, yeah, I see you right there. We're just going to go over here. And, uh, one of the most beautiful things I think in this community that I've been able to witness is the bonding forming and the communities that are coming out of it. And I think that bodes really, really well for the future. Um, and, and I think it's developing in a very organic and natural way, which I encourage that and think that's awesome. Like one of the biggest things about 2020 and everything that's happened since is I used to have a business where I served customers that I had no values in common with. And now the people that I interact with on a daily basis, I know for a fact, you know, we are aligned in, in, you know, in ways that I, I appreciate and uh, respect. And it's, you know, based on sovereignty, love, and, you know, things that are truly at the core of this experience. So it's been really helpful, I think, for everybody. And, and, And as far as like relating, you know, that's why I'm asking people to share their stories because I know people are going to find commonality with different people's stories and hear themselves in there and say, you know what? I'm not fucking, there's nothing wrong with me. You know, I hear the hum of the fridge underneath now that's been there, this fucking 
warning alarm bell that's been going off forever, however so long. And I'm just going to answer the call and acknowledge it and fucking find out why I'm here and start doing what I can to influence humanity to a more higher and positive timeline experience, whatever concept or idea we want to throw at that. But, but that's basically, you know, the, the intention, I think. And, and that pendulum, you said that's from the Kabbalion? That, uh, that particular example is from reality transurfing. It is referenced in the Kabbalion as waves or rhythm and vibration. Um, both, I, both of those concepts I think would, would, would do that, but it's the second, um, the second chapter of reality transurfing pendulums. And he talks about that concept further longer in the book. It really has a lot to do. Like it, it, that's why it overlaps so much with me too, is because it really has to do with identifying who you are, right. And, and loving and experiencing that instead of serving these other ideas and energies that other people have put out into the universe, you know, instead of us serving a pendulum, they should serve us, right? We are fucking gods. So, you know, at particles of God, you know, each of us building our layer of reality. And, uh, and so when we start to see these, these phenomenon, we can harness it and then use it to our advantage. And then we're no longer subject to that. So uh, the three books you've mentioned so far, Self-Reliance, uh, Reality, Transurfing, and The Kabbalion. I, I've, I've kind of dipped my toes in The Kabbalion, not 100%, but I think I've listened to maybe the first chapter. I'll check these. I'm writing these down so I can check them out. And it's interesting that you're talking about, you know, energy structures and energy, right? Where energy flows is where the intention goes or however that, that yeah. saying goes. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, right, Isaac Newton, the first law of thermodynamics states that energy cannot be created or destroyed by ordinary means but can merely be transformed from one form to another mm -hmm. now isaac newton right very interesting character in history did you know that he talked about he he, he was trying to rebuttal rene descartes uh, cartesian mechanistic theory of the universe where rene descartes talked about how the universe itself is is a big cog and there's just wheels turning and everything is rubbing up against each other and there are these unforeseen forces. And he also uh, brought forth the idea of dualism, right? Where the body and the mind are two separate things, which I'm 100% on board with. Now, when Isaac Newton came out, mind you, these guys were in secret societies, Rosicrucians, Illuminati, whatever you want to call it, you know? Illuminati confirmed. Whatever you want to call them, right? The lizard people. And he came out and he was talking, he, he rebuttaled Descartes' theory on the mechanistic universe. And he said, no, no, no not everything is rubbing up against each other. It's not cogs and wheels, right? It's not gears churning. What it actually is, is an unforeseen force that's moving the planets in a certain way and pushing everything. This unforeseen hand, right? How are you saying behind the shadows of the shadows that's at work in order to manipulate our reality. Mind you, this is a guy that we contribute a lot of things in society today, in the world, in quantum physics and quantum mechanics to this guy. Okay. They talked about unforeseen forces. Now those forces maybe are the archons, maybe the the Anunnaki, maybe they're the reptilian overlords, whatever it is. And I and I use the term reptilian overlords very loosely and I throw it out there a lot. And and, and people go, Oh, they really lizards want to go. Maybe some are. Maybe some aren't. But I use them in the metaphorical sense, right? These dark I, I agree. Yeah. yeah metaphorical okay. sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. It would be fucking cool if there was lizard people, 100%. I would, I would love that shit. That'd be fucking crazy. But again, from a skeptical point of view, I, that's the way I see it. This is how I think that, right? We talked about the law of attraction. When you put something out, it stays out there, right? This energy stays out there. And cannot be created or you know it can only be transformed so when isaac newton came out he didn't rebuttal descartes theory of dualism that stayed the same he said okay i agree with you on that but this other thing right and he talked about vibrations and finding a, a balance right i think that's what that's what you know diseases is a disease it's an imbalance of chemicals in your body and not to get too freemasonry but one of the things that I've noticed, right, when doing this research and diving into these different topics that are esoteric and can drive you literally insane is finding that balance, right? It's so hard to find that balance between life, work, podcasting, research. And that's what the two pillars represent. They represent, 
you need to walk through the center of those two pillars because if you go too much to one side or too much to the other side, you're going to eventually destroy yourself, right? You, you have to find that balance. And that's one of the things I'm learning to do in life. And that's the, that's the main thing that when, you know, the first, first and every time that I did mushrooms, that's what it showed me. It, it, that's why I don't like doing mushrooms because it just tells you what the fuck's wrong with you. So it's like, man, it's like, I, I don't want to know what's wrong. With me. I know I'm fucked up. I know. You know what I mean? It's like this little, this little teacher. That's just literally gold. There's golden teachers too. And they just tell you all the fucked up shit about yourself. And when you take it and when, and when you're tripping, bro, I think you're in a, you're in a hundred percent in another dimension. That's why it feels so, that's why it's psychedelic. That's why it's weird. And, and you're not supposed to, your mind's not supposed to be there at the end of the day. Okay. This is why the ancient shamans were so highly regarded, right? They were, they were sacred and only certain people could be in the presence of God, right? These, the, there was priests right back then that would tie bells to their, their feet when they were conducting sacrifices to make sure that they didn't die of, you know, God was so, so, so was to show up or something. You know what I mean? They had they had to hear him. Oh, he's still alive. He's still in there. Right? It's so sacred. You can't you can't look him in the face. All this shit. And I forgot what you said something about uh, earlier about saying about hearing the sounds, right? Like the frequencies and, and understanding them. The pa the Pythagoreans. One of their things was they wanted to get to a certain. They, they believed in the music of spheres, right? They believed that every single celestial body had a harm a, a, a harmony right a, a frequency a harmonic tone and their whole goal was in order to reach a certain level of enlightenment in order to sit down and hear the music of the spheres to hear the frequencies right and i think that pretty much translates to you know sometimes you gotta what do they say you know sit down and smell the roses or some shit Right? Yeah, stop and smell them. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and just relax, right? Just just be in the moment, type of thing, yeah. right? Get to a point in your life where you're so enlightened, right? Where you're able to sit back and just fucking chill, because not a lot of people can do that either. Or when they're always constantly, how like you said, right? This pursuit for purpose. What the fuck is purpose? Well, mm -hmm. you know what? What is that? What is that? You, you, you know, we're, we're we're again, a lot of it is conditioning, right? Because what what would they always ask you in school, Owen? When you're a little what do you kid, want to be when you grow what up? what do you want to be when you grow up? Yep. Right. They put this idea in your mind like, oh, well, I have to. What do you mean? I have to do something every day. I got to wake up nine to five and or seven to three or or do all this shit and and, and do something. Yeah, you got you have to do your parents. You got to do something with your life. What the fuck does that even mean, bro? You know what I mean? Like what? what, what so they put you, us <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's us putting ourselves as those cogs and i couldn't agree more like the universe is real it is living breathing and changing with us as we are all masons we're all builders of it you know like we're what? all we're all creating <laughs> the reality that we're sharing together we're all that's the secret right like we are all influencing this reality and so we all have so much more control i think than we really ever realize, you know, for, for more me, control kind of, than they want you to think that you have. Exactly. Power. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and look at like, you know, to, to what the news is saying and what, you know, all this trash and dude, it's only going to go on for so long until people just like, it's, they're numb to it. It's like, how many times can you, you know, say racist and just accuse somebody of being racist or what, or whatever, fill in the blank with a buzzword until like, it just has no more poison in the dart man you know what i mean it's like eh, you know like these kids are already numb to you know anything really <laughs> yeah it's scary bro it's scary because mm -hmm. i got I, you know i got a four-year-old who he thinks he's optimus prime because again because he created that reality for himself bro it's so crazy mm -hmm. bro i fucking love kids right and that's why i think anybody who harms kids is the scum of the fucking earth right because they're so innocent and pure and again kids are relatable to the point where right somebody who is is immature in their spiritual or or not you know not to say anything negative about anybody but uh, you know some people are kids in their spiritual sense right they're, yeah. they're guided they need to be guided and, and here do this and you know this is how you do it like little kids and the thing about kids is they create their own reality the same way that we do right you're saying mm -hmm. we emanate our reality we emanate emanationism that's what it's all about the one mm -hmm. emanates these different sources and that's very important you're saying yeah they they don't want you to think that you have this much power because again it goes against the narrative bro look at all the shit that was a conspiracy a year ago or two years ago and it's reality today 
And everybody mm-hmm. just walks past that like nothing ever fucking happened. Like, wait, 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 wait. Like, we're, we're not going to talk about what it came from what? Oh, we knew that. We, we were telling you that. You know what I mean? And they discredit you. They put you under this category and they, this dogma. And we even see it in the, bro, we even see it in the movie, like the new, the new Spider-Man movie, the podcaster that was spreading misinformation, like this Alex Jones type character, right? They categorize the, you know, all these podcasters, it's a, it's a far right uh, thing. And it's like, no, it's not political, bro. I mean, it's, it's, we're just talking about shit, you know what I mean? But it's crazy enough that language has this power, right? In order to, it invokes all these different things in people. Something that I say right now Maybe you had some thought in the back of your mind and, and from how I said something, it triggered you to, oh, wait, oh, I connected that dot. That's why I say that we're fucking alchemists, bro. You know what I mean? We absolutely are, man. And and everybody's thirsty for that self-worth, man. That's really what it all comes down to. You know, somebody would tell you it's a sexual drive at the, at the primal base. I don't believe that. I think it really just comes down to very simply self-worth. And that's why people are willing to take up a sword or virtue signal or whatever it is that's going to give them that validation. They're trying to attain that self-worth from other people's perspectives so that they can feel okay about themselves. And truly the biggest problem with us is that we don't believe we're capable of taking care of ourselves and doing it ourselves. And, you know, that's, that's a sad thing to kind of admit, but that's the thing that's also being used to manipulate people into into building the other world. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if we knew how our own power and that we could create whatever it is, that we do create our own reality and our own experience and we're influencing other people as a result of that, then we can completely shift and like literally just do a, a 90 degree hairpin turn from where we're headed to where we want to go by focusing on that and and beginning to build that and it's not a panacea it's not like a utopia but it's a better alternative (laughs) the new atlantis if you will (laughs) right right (laughs) yeah you know um yeah it's just about it's really just about awareness and and understanding understanding this like you say we give money all that value it's just because we just said okay we agree all we have to do is disagree it's really that simple we don't have to protest about it that doesn't have to be a dramatic thing uh, you know, and I think, I think nature is prompting and working with us as we're c- creating with it too, to like do things that are completely, uh, out of the box, you know, and cool and unique and spontaneous. And, uh, and it will always be like the river just bends and it goes and it goes around this rock. It's flexible. Water's pliable. It's moving. And no matter how many little barriers and different things people try to put up, like it's still going to get through. It's still going to go around. It's still going to make that, that next cut. It's going to go where it needs to go. And as long as we can really, I think, operate from our hearts and use our minds both, like we need both, then it puts us in a position of being able to be just pliable enough, but also smart enough to have like good strategies, you know, uh, attain, attain our goals and do those smaller things on the path to it. We're always going to be, you know, attaining goals. There's never happiness in the fulfillment of a goal, but there's fulfillment in being and expressing your authentic self and doing the thing that you came here to do. And then all the goals just come as a bystander and Mm -hmm. money can do that too. Right. And I think it's just really about putting the, the intention and the, that primary focus coming from a purposeful place that really starts to really give you leverage as you walk through reality, it starts to support you. And then you start to build this trust level with the universe and you start to see how it works. And then it's less faith and more knowledge. And then before you know it, you're in a position of like, holy shit, how did I get here? Like I've, I've experienced realities that I didn't know I, I, that I didn't know would be possible for me to experience or attain. You know, I was on the impractical Joker's cruise ship a couple years ago with Jim Brewer. <laughs> Why the fuck am I there? I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even know that was possible for me. Like that was the universe being like, Oh, here you go. You could like, in my mind, I'm like, I got to live out of my car and do a million open mics a week, you know, and fucking eat shit forever. And he's like, Oh, you sure you don't want to just hop on this cruise ship? And <laughs> you know, like, it's like, Wait, I didn't even know you perform for them and stuff or what? Yeah. I was performing for the company that oh, like dope. booked all these different, uh, cruise ships at sea at the time. You know, I got the opportunity 
just because I was following uh, my intuition and I sent like a funny Marco Polo video to a buddy of mine one day from the set that I was working on. And I was working on a lot of like Netflix shows and stuff like that at the time. And this is like around 2018, 2019. Uh, and, uh, and then we wound up, I wound up getting on all these different cruise ships. I worked on like Kiss Cruise and like Bell and Sebastian. They flew me to Spain. That's and dope. I, yeah, I mean, it was incredible. And I didn't even know that was something that was possible. You know, so when we open up to the possibility and and, and really begin to foster that Seeing relationship, the bigger picture, you know, yeah, the macrocosm, you know, zoom out, zoom the fuck out, you know. Yes, Look at the exactly. Picture. Yes, exactly. Yeah, just to demonstrate, you know, uh, one of the things that some people use in uh, spiritual practice is a pendulum. Uh, you may be familiar, um, and. <clears throat> When it talks about waves and when it talks about these energetic informational structures and things, one thing to keep in mind is it's all about perspective. You know, like if you're down here in the shit, so to speak, then you're pretty swinging pretty fucking wild on this thing. And you are affected and influenced by this string a tremendous amount. Whereas if you could elevate your perspective higher and higher, the less you're being swung around. And you're above the maze, you know what I'm saying, so to speak. So you can have perspective. A lot of people are on the actual pendulum. They're 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 still on it. They're hanging on. They're hanging on for dear fucking life right now. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Well, I mean, there there's a symbiosis there to it. There's something that they're getting from that pendulum, emotionally. And uh, the problem is that they're paying a higher price for it than what they're getting. But they're addicted to that, whatever that is. Yeah. You know, we, we could reduce anything to a pendulum. I think everything has an energetic counterpart that would basically be that in the dream space, the metaphysical space, right? That would kind of represent um, maybe the physical or the uh, or the social aspect of, of whatever this phenomenon is that we can witness. It's absolutely crazy. When I opened my mind to that idea alone, it really helped me to be aware of my own attention, you know, not from like this Buddhist <laughs> necessarily kind of place, but more from just a practical perspective, like, okay, well, if I invest my attention and energy into this bucket, you know, if I pour my atten attention, energy, water into this plant, you know, then it's going, to, it's going to grow. So what do I want to grow? Do I want to grow shit plants or do I want to grow, you know, something because we're because it's, it's all about that. That's how we're creating that reality. Those kids, they're playing those games and they play those games serious. Like, Dad, I'm playing. Yeah. Do you mind yeah. terribly? You know, they may as well be doing fucking taxes. It, they're, it's just as much. But they but but they're doing it. And it's natural. They're creating. They're manifesting just all by themselves. And they get it. And that's that's the point is like that's why so many screens and so much information going in. You know, once we start to become aware and have that and activate our own like observer, it's like, okay, I got a little bit of a force field here. I got a little bit of a shield, you know, and uh, was, then you can start to really, I think, start to pay attention to some of those more original thoughts and really foster your own unique connection to the universe, the divine God, however you want to quantify that, because that's your experience. We're all creators. Um, 100, 100,000% doesn't necessarily mean that we're all painters or we're all poets or any of that, but like we're always creating all the time by what we're bringing into the world, by how we react to situations. Yeah. We're, we're, the, we're the hero fan, right? We're, we're, we're the one interpreting all these sacred mysteries and, and, and the different esoteric knowledge and, and what you mentioned earlier, right? Validation from others. That's such an important thing to a lot of people. And what you also said earlier, taking responsibility for what you do, what you put out there. And it's easy, right, to be like, oh, well, I don't want to make a fucked up joke right now, but I blame it on so-and-so, right? My dad didn't hug me enough when I was a kid or, you know, right. this and that, right? It's like, well, what are you going to do with that? You know what I mean? Are you going to fucking loathe all your life because of the same thing? Or are you going to take that to make, you know, how uh, Nietzsche said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, Right. Are you going to use it for good? Are you going to use it for bad? Are you going to use it to to better yourself? And I think that's so important for a lot of people that are just not, they're not there yet, right? They're not there yet. And honestly, bro, I know I know it sounds egotistical and stuff, but this whole money aspect of things, I know a lot of people with a lot of money and they're fucking miserable. Yeah. Okay. 
they're fucking miserable. They 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 don't know what to do. They pop pills all the time. They they right. cut themselves. They do whatever the fuck they got to do to feel alive. You know what I mean? Even with all the money in the world, look look at all these successful comedians, right? Even comedians, rappers, movie stars that kill themselves. It's like, well, you yeah. know, you could say that they were in with the reptilians, whatever. But uh, you know, there's this aspect of it. it's like, you know, that's dark. It's fucked up to think about that's like you don't love yourself that much that you're willing to, you know, and, and not to talk down anybody who's going through depression because it's a real thing. I've been through it. I think we've all Absolutely. been there, right? These low points in our lives. But I think being able to to succumb that and, and, and overcome that, I think, is so important. Right. And unfortunately, some people just just can't. And, you know, uh, the the whole story of uh, the, the sword and slaying the dragon, right, slaying this 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 uh you know the dragon can symbolize a lot of things it could be your dark self it can be your subconscious it can be that that thing that you're trying to get rid of and the and the the sword represents the monad right the one the light and it pierces the dragon and you get you know i've even i've even heard people say i've brought that up to different people they're like well i'm friends with my dragon well i respect you for that you know what i mean if you're able to overcome and and become friends with your darkest deepest secrets and and you know what i mean like I think it takes a special kind of person to be able to manipulate your psyche in order to be able to do that. And yeah, man. And it's, it, it's, it's, uh, I think with this whole learning about these different topics, right. Opens you up and it expands your field of vision. Cause some people I think live life with this tunnel vision. There's only one thing, you know, money, Money, sex, and rock and roll—is it right? Money, sex, right. and rock and roll, whatever. And they're just focused. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, or whatever. <laughs> and they're just focused on that one thing, one thing. You're like, fuck. You know, there's more to life than just, just that. You know what I mean? That's why you know having a kid and 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 that's changed my life. And not saying that everybody should go out and have a kid. <laughs> but, well, you know what All I mean. Right. But that's call me. You yeah. Know? <laughs> No, dude, I, I think, yeah, I think that's a metaphor too, right? The slaying your dragon. And it really comes down to trauma. And that's why, you know, I have to call myself a coach. And a lot of us do in the industry is because I cannot call myself a therapist, you know, but, but there are tools, there are ways to get at these parts of ourselves. There are ancient methodologies, there's shamanistic work, there's all kinds of stuff that's been around for a lot longer than modern, uh, you know, uh, Western clinical practices. And I'm not trying to shit on those, but like, that's why everybody in the industry calls themselves a guide or a coach or something like that is because we use methodologies to help people understand, relate better to their own trauma, create new relationships to that trauma, because everybody has that shit from childhood. It's not anybody's fault, but you know, by doing, there's lots of different methods too, but by doing uh, certain types of work, you can completely change your relationship to that trauma. And that's the point of the exercises that, you know, some, some, some people teach and there's EFT tapping and there's all kinds of different methodologies and like modalities for it, Reiki or, you know, whatever, you know, different hip, hypnotherapies. Uh, and I, I welcome all that EMDR, welcome all that. And so there's a lot of different uh, modalities, but it's really about just healing that trauma that, that is causing that pain. And it's something that is really not even that difficult. It's just a matter of unpacking and reestablishing relationship to and having the tools to be able to do that. And, and understanding that you need the help too, right? Like that's Yeah, yeah. And you can do it your you can do it yourself once you have the tools, you know, but you just need to I for me, it's all about like that guidance and understand, oh, somebody's been here before. This is, you know, and and having that understanding where it's not some like wait, you know, like I have to talk to this authority who's going to prescribe me, you know, whatever pill that I'm going to take now. And that's supposed to make me feel better all the time. It's like, you know, I'm again, I'm not trying to shit on anybody who's a therapist. Like I know a lot of people in the industry and a lot of people who are in the industry and also fascinated with this type of work, you know, and, uh, and getting to the core causes, the root causes, which really I do like I could bring it all back really to self-worth and those traumas come as a result of us like these experiences that tell us that we're we're not validated that we're not okay that we don't have that self-worth and that's where a lot of these toxic habits and traits come from so you know many of us are whacking at the branches trying to change this habit or change that habit but really what it is is 
we just need to take a look in into ourselves and do that dragon slaying work that like shadow work yeah and get into our psychic basement you know and some people are in psychic kindergarten man they don't have yeah. any my friend james i love this quote he's like some people are so broke all they have is money you know and <laughs> and that's and that's true and everybody has this trauma it doesn't matter how much money you have like everybody has something that they've uh experienced that is probably difficult and you know i, I think it's really one of the saddest things I think I see in society is this uh, assumptiveness that people just ex think that they understand someone else's experience based on some certain set of outward circumstances or characteristics about the person. But man, like that couldn't be any more further from the truth. And I think there's a lot of really uh, unacknowledged mental that, health uh, issues because people that. are honestly embarrassed probably to even admit that they're depressed based on their yeah. status or what have you, you know, it's, it's a shame, but again, that's why a lot of us do the type of work we do so that we can equip people, show them the way, show them the ropes, and then they can do it for themselves because the truth is you're already complete. And as true spiritual teacher will bring you back to you. It's not about them or this technique or whatever. Like there's a myriad of techniques and ideas. I'm for all of them. I've experienced a lot of them and tried different things, modalities, whatever. And everybody ticks a little bit different. So I think each process, you know, can be useful to certain degrees for different people. But understanding what those tool sets are can give you the ability to go back in and really work on that structure of that self-worth and understanding how valuable you are. I mean, we like Rumi said of the Sufis, uh, we are not a drop in the ocean. We are the entire ocean in a drop. Each yes. and every and as we bring this to a close, I wanted to ask you one more question. Have you ever tried dimethyltryptamine? Or tried DMT, bro? Yeah. Or, or ayahuasca or anything like that. Have you ever done any of that shit? Yeah, yeah. I've 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 experienced uh, some psychonaut stuff back in the day. Uh, that um, that was very life affirming for me and had some really really uh, prolific and powerful experiences with psychedelics. Uh, it's not something that I really uh, would tell somebody to do or any of that or, 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 or even really anymore. I try to experience, I do like a lot of breath work and this like trauma kind of stuff. Cause like Wim I think Hoff, I, right? That's the other I, I do, I do some Wim Hof stuff. I like his stuff a lot. Um, you know, Brandon Powell was somebody that was influential to me as well. Uh, wound up actually doing a workshop in person with him and do, doing some of this stuff was just absolutely amazing. And you can get that dimethyltryptamine going through breath work. You can get your, uh, your dopamine levels just jacked like through the roof through doing cold water work and stuff like that. It's all so natural. We're ancient technology. Yes. Everything that we need is within us. We don't have to get it from anywhere else. Like it literally, all of it is ancient, ancient technology. Get, off, get high off of your own supplies. With women. Yeah, exactly. He's exactly right. I mean, dude, some of the experiences that I've had with breathing are more powerful than some drugs that I, you know, like drug experiences and stuff like that. I mean, you can really actually see the third eye in your mind's eye. And it's like, for me, it looks like this purple, like donut looking thing. It's kind of like the butthole on. Yeah, yeah, the universal <laughs> so you get third eye. Fucked. Yeah, that's right. That's the booty tube. Just the eye of careful. Horus. That's what they mean by that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah. Um, bro, uh, this was an awesome conversation. Uh, I loved having you on. I think uh, I need to do more episodes like this of just, you know, looking within and, and interpreting, you know, what is all this shit, you know, to try and make it and put it together in some sort of coherent way. And I really appreciate you coming on and, and, and talking to me about this stuff. And I had a great time. Owen, can you share one more time for the listeners at home, uh, you know, where they can find your work and where they can reach out to you? Absolutely. Um, dude. And thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this. We're all learning, discovering together, you know, and that's part of the fun, you know, is to uncover it in group form. And I see, you know, so many people making incredible discoveries all the time. Um, so I just want to encourage everybody, uh, look within yourself, you know, find community, find, uh, 
people that you can associate with who understand you. If you're looking to, you know, go to another level, find mentors that can help you ask yourself questions, prompt your subconscious mind. What, what am I here to do? What is my purpose? Feeling about it, you know, and, and, uh, and yeah, and, and, and yeah, you, you are, a fucking miracle that rips ass. You're very special and we are all happy that you're here. So, um, so do, do that work. Give yourself permission to look inside and start, start that process. Um, you can find me anywhere on social media at Bootsy Greenwood. Um, also have a podcast called blue collar mystics and uh, YouTube channel, the same name. And uh, we have a Facebook group, a telegram as well, where we really try and encourage folks and uh and get that group setting going so feel free to join any of those come hang out with us message me uh, reach out to me i'm super approachable um very responsive to messages and things like that so if you have questions and write to us and let us know we would love to hear your story uh what happened when you started asking yourself the real questions you can email me at bluecollarmystics at gmail with that info and i'll read it on the RSS feed, or you can send a short voice note too, and I'll put that in a uh, collage. Awesome. Owen, you are great, bro. Really appreciate you coming on, dude. I appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. And again, everybody, make sure to check Owen out and love each other. Be good. Don't be a piece of shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's great advice. Thank you guys. Thank you.